Welcome to another edition of the Try and True Podcast. Of course, Mitch and myself are here as hosts, and we have a lot to cover, actually. Uh, we are just days away from the Mariners pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training, and there's been a couple of signings. There's been a couple of uh, random invites, I would say, to spring training, uh, but also some things going on in the baseball world. So uh, the first thing I wanted to cover is the World Baseball Classic. So we have seen a couple of Mariners inside of the Dominican team Team. Uh, Teo Oscar, Julio, and Diego Castillo are part of the Dominican team. Matt Brash is part of the Canadian team. And there's a couple uh, of players that are kind of like mixing and matching uh, on teams across the world. And so, Mitch, uh, give me your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic. The Dominican is obviously uh, favorites. If you go look at their lineup and you go look at their starting rotation, I mean, it's just straight fill oh, yeah. everywhere you look. Uh, but any thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? Classic. I, I see the U.S. is actually second best favorite or second best odds to win the World Baseball Classic. So uh, the U.S. has put together a pretty good team. But uh, any thoughts on the actual World Baseball Classic? And uh, are you going to watch? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. The World Baseball Classic is like one of the best times to be a to be a baseball fan. Um, yeah, of course the Dominican Republic is completely disgusting. They did lose Luis Castillo though. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, he's not going to be pitching. There's a few players. Did they say why that's happening? I, I actually he, don't know. He like opted out, but honestly, I was kind of happy he opted out, unless it's oh yeah due to injury. No, but I mean, Luis Castillo not pitching any innings a month before uh, the regular season, I think, is a good thing. But yeah, and I know yeah, I know there was problems with like Depoto and Service not wanting him to play. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what actually played into that, but uh, him opting out, unless it is due to injury, which I don't think we have any indication of. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's kind of like when uh, when Julio got hurt after the home run derby, you know, going into it with like a thumb injury and coming out of it with, you know, an even worse thumb injury and <clears throat> and not being able to play for like a week. Uh, some of that stuff is, is pretty important. So, uh, I mean, I, as a baseball fan, kind of sucks to not see Luis Castillo out there, but uh, as a Mariners fan, like you kind of, you're, you're kind of, glad that he's he's not going out there so yeah dominican republic obvious uh number one uh usa a pretty obvious number two i like to see all the like canadian teams and like japan and south korea and all that stuff because they have like canada has a lot of like really good players from the mlb that you're just like oh that guy's Canadian. Cool. <laughs> it's just uh, a few of those things. Also, for some people that don't know, you don't actually have to be born from the country uh, that you play for. So I'm pretty sure um, Manny Machado, I think he was yeah. born in the U.S., but he's not going to be playing for the USA. Um, so stuff like that can happen. Uh, and... Really, what I'm kind of looking know, forward to. I know is, that it's based on like there's a couple of parameters for it, it but it's pretty. It's well? like I think it's also like your parents also yeah. like so it's like your lineage, but it's also so I I have to look up what the actual like staunch. It'd be hilarious. Like I'm just thinking of like rules for it. It's like everybody's mm-hmm. lining up for like an ancestry DNA test, <laughs> and it's like, hey, yeah, you actually aren't. Puerto Rican um we're not gonna allow you to play with the Puerto Rican team but I do know like Marcus Stroman I know that he pitched for the uh gold medal winning team in 2018 I believe uh for -hmm. the world baseball classic for the United States uh and then he is playing for Puerto Rico this year so you know they can they can even play for a country and then go play for another country that they may have um ties to which is pretty cool yeah, I I honestly kind of like that uh, kind of stuff. Um, I don't really have uh, any like, at least for baseball, I don't really have any like go USA or anything like that. I root for individual players, and uh, I don't really um, 
I don't really root for any country or anything like that, but I just want to see good baseball, which is, is exactly what you get. You just get a bunch of super teams that come out and, you know, play against each other. Love seeing it. Um, what I am looking forward to, though, is uh, Japan and South Korea. I want to see some, like, I don't know, some random players crop up uh, that uh, kind of get in the spotlight, get against some, like, really good MLB players, and I, I just want to see what they can do. Because every World Baseball Classic, there's a few. Uh, uh, there's a few that show up, and you're like, damn, this guy's actually really fucking good. I, I, I want to see who it is this year. Dude, I was looking at the uh, – I'm not going to name shame anybody from any country here, but uh, I did see that it was either Japan or South Korea had uh, two guys with the exact same name. I think it was like Tran Tran. <laughs> it was like Tran Tran and Tran Tran. Oh, like same first name, same last name, same first name, same last name. I was like, wow, that's going to be – imagine being a commentator at that game being like, oh, God. Like I'm just going to basically have to call them out by number. Like, I can't, <laughs> Dude, I can't. honestly, I'm surprised there's not two Kyle Tuckers on the USA team. <laughs> like, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah for real yeah. i think what do you we could probably go down the list yeah yeah i mean sure. i i'm excited for the world baseball classic it's always like a good like jolt you know for the for not just mlb but baseball overall i think that yeah you know it it welcomes in fans that probably wouldn't be baseball fans otherwise and you know the last world baseball classic i watched it was incredibly fun like it was like there was you know it, it kind of had the soccer feel to it where there's like chants going on in the stadium there's like flags flying everywhere like it had that feel to it i wish the world baseball classic would get to that level of like world cup status where it's like you're literally glued to your TV and you're like, you have kind of this like country feeling to it. Although mm -hmm. I don't really have like, honestly, I'm with you. I just like watching Like this Dominican team is going to be so, so much fun, but so is the Japanese team. And so, um, yep. I don't really have like a, the U S has to win kind of like I have with the world cup where it's like, if the U S is out, like I'm like done watching it Yeah, exactly. Um, until like the final, but, um, you just start rooting against teams at that point. I do think, yeah, for real. I do think that it's cool that the United States has, the, like, the MLB and the, you know, the association that we have or the league that we have in the United States is the premier baseball league. Yep. I think that that, it, like, is very apparent when you look at the World Baseball Classic of, like, okay, go down the roster of the top 50 players in the World Baseball Classic. They all play in the MLB. Like, you may be able to pick one or two that are from Japan or, you know, play in the Korean baseball league. But mm -hmm. overall, like you really see that the United States owns a monopoly on kind of like the NBA, where you see the best players in the world come to the United States and play in our sports league. Yep. Um, you know, unlike the live tour. No, we're not going to talk about the live tour, but <laughs> uh, I, I think that, like that, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And I hope that that continues obviously um, as the MLB expands the game, but the world baseball classic is always a fun one. Um, any yeah, predictions? Are, are you going chalk? Are you going to go with uh, the Dominican to win the world baseball? classic i feel like i have to i i just i gotta root for julio i gotta root for really everyone on that team there there's just a lot of fun players on the dominican team can't root against them really what about you yeah yeah i totally agree i think that um i think that overall the dominican republic is going to be super fun um i will say uh some teams that are like right up there to that are going to be really fun to watch is like venezuela venezuela's like roster is sneaky fun um and who's so on that it, team uh, do you oh, know let me just go down the roster um because I have to like give you it in its like entirety because if you look at the top um also, it's so funny. Going back to the Dominican team, so funny that Nelson Cruz and Robinson Cano got spots on that team. Dude, I, I actually... know. I was looking at that. <laughs> I was literally. I, I was thinking about Rob, or uh, I was thinking about Nelson Cruz when I was talking about all the fun players on that team. Yeah. Yeah, so the Venezuela team has Ronald Acuna Jr., it's got David Peralta, Anthony Santander, um, who are all in the MLB, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but you'll see from the pitcher's side, you'll see Andres Brincino, um, let's see, uh, Lazardo is on the Venezuela team, Eduardo Rodriguez, blast from the past there. That's fun that he's playing in there. Dude, Miguel um, Cabrera, like, 
Eduardo yeah, Escobar, no, they, they've got, uh, Jose was, Altuve, Ronald Acuna Jr. Wow, dude. Luis Garcia uh, is playing for Venezuela, you know, who gives the Mariners nightmares. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, they, I mean, they have some pretty, pretty like, notable guys. Roster. I mean, Acuna Jr. playing for them is, is pretty fun anyways. Also, Jose Altuve, shout out Jose Altuve. He's playing Eduardo Escobar. Um Renfro, Renfro, Glaber Torres. So, um, also shout out Gino, Gino, uh, Eugenio Suarez. He's playing for the Venezuela team. So, um, we'll see, see Did Gino. I know he was Venezuelan. Me either, actually. He's like pretty far down on that roster, but I love um, learning yeah. about this shit. This is so sick. Yeah. See, exactly. Like it's, it's one of those things that I feel like any team that you look at, you're like, oh, no way. Like that's crazy that he's, he's yeah. playing for their, their team. Um, Puerto Rico is kind of the same way. I think uh I think you were mentioning Manny Machado. He plays for Puerto Rico, correct? I don't know who's playing for this year, but I'm pretty sure he played for the USA in uh in the past. Did he? Because I think that his famous um his famous home run that got taken away by Adam Jones was uh him playing for Puerto Rico if I'm not mistaken. Um, it might have been Manny Machado WBC. Let's see. But also, I just want to go over the Puerto Rican uh, World Baseball Classic list: Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, Edwin Diaz, Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman, uh, and it's being managed by none other than Yadier Molina. So that <laughs> that Puerto Rican team is going to be fun as oh, hell. It's to so watch. crazy, dude. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that so damn much. Uh, trying to go through anybody okay. else of of note. Yeah, yeah. I, th- the- I think you're right. So Manny Machado was born in Florida, but plays for the uh, Dominican Republic. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor. If they added Manny Machado to this year's WBC, I mean, that's like the swaggiest team of all time. Yeah, it um, actually is. Who is uh, TK Hurt? Jazz Chisholm playing for. Ooh, that's good. That's a good question. Um, let's see I'm if just going that through out everyone. Yeah, that oh, dude. Talk about a snub. Like no way. Great, Great Britain. Britain? That's, no that's cool. way. <laughs> I love that, dude. What? Also, going back to Puerto Rico, Martin Maldonado is catching for Puerto Rican team, which immediately makes them incredibly good and probably a mariner killer as well 100 percent um yeah shout out former mariner mariner edwin diaz playing for puerto the puerto rican team should be fun to watch yeah um, sick as yeah. hell dude yeah i mean going through the rosters like gets me more fired up to watch the world baseball classic i think that's rad as hell but um all right moving moving on to the extra innings rule that the the mlb and the Players Association just approved, um, as you're hearing this, yesterday. Uh, but the Ghost Runner on second in extra innings is here to stay. So um, if teams are going into extra innings, that Ghost Runner on second, it was a temporary COVID rule to speed up the games and speed up um, and try and speed up the games overall. But uh, it is here to stay. Mitch, your thoughts on the Ghost Runner staying? Do you like the rule? Do you not like the rule? I I know a lot of people hate it, but I fucking love the runner on second base. I Yeah. There is maybe it's because Chaos Ball has been so prevalent with the Mariners the last few years, but it has been like it it was honestly kind of a treat to watch some of that and and I think my issue is gonna is gonna be when the Mariners like have like a sub five hundred uh, win percentage like past the ninth inning and I'm just like that goddamn runner on second <laughs> is killing our chances but like I, I actually really like it I think it makes the game more exciting and I'm actually going to give you an even hotter take I think they should add it into the playoffs past the 12th inning ooh I like that I, lo- I really like that yeah wait I, so I, I read it as <clears throat> it was being added to the playoffs is it not that um, still has. I, I don't think it's being added to the playoffs. I could be wrong on that. Uh, no, you're you're probably right. I just um, I think that that's a incredibly interesting. Um, I I also thought it was 
Yeah, they're they're making it uh they're making it permanent for 2023 though. So uh Okay, so that should... does not include just to double check, that does not include the playoffs. I right, just confirmed yeah. that. So it's just regular season games that that's yep. a part of. I so I've so gone you, a complete 180. Dude, I've gone a complete 180 to be completely honest. Like I mm-hmm. hated the rule at first. I'm like such yeah, a old baseball soul that I'm like, dude, this ghost runner rule. It's they're trying to speed up the game, but like there's always an advantage to whoever the like first team at bat is because or sorry, there's always an advantage to the home team when they mm-hmm. do that because they know what they're playing for when yep. you know they come to the bottom of the inning instead of like a natural walk off scenario. Um, and so there's always like this advantage. And so I don't know. I, I hated it at first, but dude, I love the rule. I think it that like it speeds up the game in such a good way where it's like every every team has a chance here. Like every team every team gets a runner yeah. on second what you do with that runner is up to you. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't even see that runner score. You see other runners score as well. And so it just puts the game in motion in this like fun, creative way. I, however, do not like the teams do not bunt when <laughs> they're in this scenario. I am going to be like the bunt God on this podcast. Like I've claimed yeah. my stake. Like, dude, I can't, I cannot watch a Mariners extra inning game again with the ghost runner on second and the first guy striking out. I just can't watch that anymore. Like, yeah, the, the, the hair un- pull the un- is just dude. The unproductive first out of the extra innings with the ghost runner is like the most painful twinge in your side of all time, because you know, the next inning. Okay. Like, say you don't score great. Like the first out now, your likelihood of that guy scoring from second is like, zero almost you know unless you get you know a, a double in the gap or a base knock or like something you know crazy yeah. but you know like bunning the guy over to third sack fly you know play some small ball a little bit guys like you know trust your defense trust your you know uh trust your closer in those situations i i wish we did it more but um overall i like the rule i i really yeah. like the rule i i just i think everybody's tired i mean you saw the mariners and astros do it in the playoffs like Nobody really wants to watch 18 innings of baseball, especially when people aren't scoring. Yeah. Like that's not that much fun. Like, I think we all kind of like looked in the mirror a little bit and like looked at each other and was like, so this sucks, right? Like, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like we, look, we were like, oh, okay, this is like, yeah. like, that was funny for the first couple, but like that sucked. <laughs> and it, and it pretty much just ends on a home run. Like it's, it's not even like runner, like, you know, there's, People getting on base, you know, oh, oh, it was so close. It was literally just like, all right, swing for the fences until the game's over. Like, it's, yeah, we're 100%. just going to hope for the best. Also, I also think I, it, it's a deflating thing for, like, the away team. Like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, the extra innings in, like, the 17th. Like, how lame was it when the Astros hit that home run in the 18th inning? Like, it got no fanfare, obviously, you're at the opposing field. But, like, they hit a bomb in the 18th inning to potentially clinch a spot in the ALCS. And it was like, eh, it's the 18th <laughs> inning. It's like, who cares? Like, yeah, we could have done this in, in the 10th where we would have all actually been, like, trying to watch this game. So, yeah, I yeah. I kind of want it in there past the 12th inning. Um, what I... I know a lot of classic baseball fans are, are kind of going to hate that because when you're watching the game, they did a really good job with the graphics. They're like, okay, here are the relief pitchers that the Mariners have left. Here are the Astros. Like, who are they going to pitch for multiple innings if this goes even deeper? Uh, like, who do they have left in the tank for this? Like, And there there's, like, all this uh, strategy coming in. But I think on the opposite side of that, there's – if you have – uh, if you have a runner on second and you're thinking like, okay, do you throw in Sam Haggerty as the pinch runner and like go for the one run here? Or, or like, do you throw in Dylan Moore? Do you go for a stolen base? Like, what if you take this person out and put in Haggerty and you don't score? Like, he, he's playing the rest of the game, right? Like, and all, all this kind of goes into play. So I think, I just think it's a, a different dynamic that people aren't really looking at that I would... Uh, enjoy seeing a little more um yeah i'm totally with you i think you bring up a good point i think that that 
that electrifies the game so much more. And Absolutely. honestly, I think they came to bite the Mariners in the ass like multiple times last year where it's like we threw Haggerty out there. He didn't score. <clears throat> and then Haggerty actually had like an at bat later in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was like against his weak side where we're like, mm-hmm. oh man, like this sucks. So yeah, he's almost you know, a guaranteed it, out on, on his weak side, which is unfortunate, but, uh, but we love Swaggy. He's so good. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect seg- segue a into into some Mariners talk here. But um, Sam Haggerty is reported to miss some time in spring training and show mm-hmm. up a little bit late. Uh, he reportedly had offseason surgery to fix multiple things. I think he was alien. You know, he, he had an ankle. He had a shoulder. Like there was like multiple things that he was dealing with um, going into the off season this year. And so he fixed up, uh, some of those things reportedly, you know, we don't have any factual evidence on that, but I think, uh, overall it's good. I'm glad he's getting healthy, but like, it kind of makes sense now why we made some of the off season moves that we did in regards to us filling out a lineup, thinking Haggerty may not be on their, you know, opening day. So yep. I think some of uh, some of the moves that Depoto was making was like, ah, like if we have Haggerty, like why do we need? It? And it's like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Like AJ AJ Pollock, like you see uh, a couple of uh, corner outfielders being traded for and things like that. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, e- even. Colton Wong playing second base uh, and Dylan Moore, you know, potentially playing a little bit more outfield this year. I think that those all, you know, play played into, you know, Haggerty potentially not playing a full season. And, you know, he, yeah. he obviously wasn't going to fill up a stat sheet and play 162 games. But, nah, of course you know, not. Haggerty played over 80 games last year. I mean, like he's not not a schleb that's that wasn't productive. So um, I think that that hurts the Mariners for sure. Uh, do you have thoughts on Haggerty being hurt and his potential impact now that you know that he may not make opening day to the roster? Yeah, I don't think we make the playoffs anymore. Without Swaggerty, we are done for. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, in, in all seriousness, like... Sam Haggerty, Sam Haggerty has just every right to send Mitchell a package in the mail. Yeah, there is. That may or may not explode. <laughs> Look, there's a fan club of of one over here, dude. I I, I love me some Sam Haggerty, but uh, yeah, I think I think it makes sense. The Mariners have like a ridiculous amount of depth, uh, with like uh people, you know, like Tommy Listella, AJ Pollock. Um, Dylan Moore. Dude, uh, you know what we have? Five more players. We have a I'm plethora forgetting. of. What? Do you know what we have a, a surplus of? Guys that may be good. <laughs> like, guys that <laughs> yeah, absolutely could potentially be good this, Dude, this year. This guy so, like, might be a problem. Uh, we don't know yet. If if there was a position for may go three for three or may get a golden sombrero, like there's no in between. That would we would fill the hell out of that position. Yep. We, we, like, we call have it the Adam a Frazier lot of those award. guys. <laughs> <laughs> We'd actually call it the Jesse Winker Award for 2023, Jesus where Christ. Jesse Winker was either going to hit a grand slam or a three run home run, or we were going to get a four strikeout game from Jesse Winker. Oh yeah, um, well, like a three strikeout game with like three walks, so his OBP would still be like, oh, see, look at this. Can I, worth can I just say something? There is nothing worse than OBP Twitter guys. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he may be hitting 196, but hey, did you see his OBP is 310? Like, he gets on base, money ball, money ball, ho, 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 gets on base. It's like, that guy stinks. He can't hit the ball. Like That, that guy's in a spot we, where he needs to hit. Like, he dude, mu- he's not leading has. off. He's Right. He's, it's like, yeah. dude, those OBP guys on Twitter are like the worst people in the world. Like, they're too do you funny. Not th- <laughs> do you not think that I care about OBP? Obviously, I want people to get on base, but do I think it's a sustainable model that we're just walking and getting hit? It's like Ty France <laughs> having like a 380 OBP because he just gets hit every dude, other Or that dude it's on like- the Mets. The dude on the Mets got hit so <laughs> many times last year. Yeah. It was like a statistical anomaly. Yeah. Crazy. That was, that was awesome. That was amazing. So was funny. that that wasn't well, that wasn't Pete Alonso, was it? I actually was it don't Pete know Alonso? who that is. Dude, who is Pete Alonso playing for in the World Baseball Classic? I didn't even know that. I want to say USA. Is he? Oh, he is. Yeah. Ding ding ding. Mitch got it right here. Playing Let's for go. Team USA. Dude, Team USA is gonna be stacked. Paul Goldschmidt was, on that team. It was mm. Mark Canna uh with twenty eight. Oh yeah. 
Dude, what a pain in the ass that guy was for the playing against the Mariners for the A's. <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, uh, Mark Hanna was the absolute worst. Also, his name dude, Ty just France fire, fires came you in up. fifth. Ty France yeah, is Ty- 21. Dude, Ty France got bullied last year. Like, they were just bullying him from the mountain. Getting hit 21 times in the games yeah. that Ty France played, that's absurd. That's a lot of games. Like, that's that's not fun. Uh, dude, I just want to go back to the World Baseball Classic for a second. I'm looking at the USA <laughs> roster. Okay, we ha- hit me with we, it. We have, we have to touch on this. This okay, is, sure. This is actually absurd. Yep. Mike Trout. Mike Trout, uh-huh. Mookie Betts, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt, JT Riomuto, Will Smith, Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Tucker, and Cedric Mullins. Oh, also my pi- God. pitching for pitching for the USA. We got Kershaw, Wainwright, Lance Lynn, uh, J- uh, Daniel Bard, Kendall Graveman, Odovino, Brian Presley. Nestor Cortez. Oh my god. Like this team is so good. Oh my god. This team is so damn good. Holy shit. Dude, shout out Kendall Graveman, by the way. Former Mariner. Yeah, yeah, the old the old Toro boy. Dude sold him at his literal highest. That he yeah, could everybody possibly would, sold at. Dude, Mar- Marco is still pacing in the clubhouse, just upset that Kendall Graveman's <laughs> no longer a Mariner. Can't believe that we we traded a setup man for you know a utility player that we desperately needed that has taken over like 400 at bats in the last two years. But God forbid, mm, yep, we let a we let a setup setup man go. The player that we should have been upset with um, was what's his name who played for the Astros. Um, gosh, I I I can see him, but I can't picture him. Who he literally won a World Series this year. He's another uh, reliever. Um, it was in that Graveman trade. It was Graveman for Toro. I think of Graveman. Oh, um, man. Is everybody listening to this is like, you absolute dumbasses. Like, it was, <laughs> it was blah, blah, blah. Rafael Montero, dude. Rafael Montero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Rafael Montero. Actually, the Mariners got absolutely fleece in this trade because Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero. Montero was like the setup man for Astros all year. And mm-hmm. we traded him for Toro and Joe Smith. Joe Smith is like a hundred years old. Like he used to be good <laughs> back in the day. Dude, and then couldn't... Toro is like Abram. I mean, Toro is no longer a Mariner. So yeah, you you couldn't know uh, Toro was going to be you know the way he was. Same thing with Winker. We you, we kind of oh, oh you a couldn't. Times. It, it wasn't his two forty batting average in AAA that <laughs> told you, dude. That was a hundred percent. Hold on. Nobody can tell me differently that that wasn't a Jerry DePoto, like, guys, trust me. Like, <laughs> guys, just trust me. Like, sources, just trust me. Like, that I'm, was I'm gonna 100%. I'm going to this trade. <laughs> Part of the cards real quick. That was 100% a, I woke up in the middle of the night and texted the front office, we have to go get Abraham Toro because I just had a vision. And <laughs> Abraham Toro turns out to be the exact player we thought he was where he was negligible in the field and could barely play second base and hit 220. <laughs> and we just kept clinging on to the fact that he once hit a home run off Kendall Graveman and, like, totally Ooh, redeemed yeah. Jerry DePoto. That's exactly what happened. Nobody can tell me different. That's Jerry DePoto, DePoto saw that home run, and he's like, I 10. won. Yeah. <laughs> he's so oh, close, dude. dude. He's so close. Whenever I think of DePoto on shrooms, I just think of him at the Kraken hockey game with a yeah. fitted cap backwards <laughs> and a massive hockey jersey. Like DePoto is just living his best life. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he really can, is, man. I can't get it. I can't get enough. Fitted Fuck cap fashion. backwards. Dude, that is a mood. Oh my god. That is a yeah, mood. Yeah, that's a fit for sure. Uh speaking of a mood, Leonis Martin it got re-signed by the Mariners. Old uh, fashionista himself is now a Mariner, uh, brought back by the DePoto regime. Um, people are telling me they didn't get chills when they heard that he is now a Mariner, which huh? I argued with very strongly online. What? But yeah, they said he's going to start in AAA, 
which is bullshit. Clearly, that he's a be right. mainstay in the Mariners lineup, probably going to play over 100 games. Um, but in all seriousness, seriousness, um, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are we, like, like Leonis Mart? He's he's obviously not going to play in the big leagues this year. Like, he's maybe going to sniff AAA for a little bit. But I like, mean. That that is a that is called a parachute signing. Like it, if shit is going really wrong, Leonis Martinez in the lineup. Listen, man, it could be a vibe signing. You know, we're just gonna vibe check the clubhouse with Leonis Martin. Is that a like Carlos a Santana signing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Carlos Which is Santana kind of kind of bald though. He was dude, Carlos was Santana in right. the same breath as Carlos Santana in the same breath as Leonardo Martin. Like he's punching air right now. He's like, yeah, Are you <laughs> yeah he's me? pissed. Like actually. I, I literally lifted you guys to a playoff spot almost yep. single handedly down the stretch, and you're gonna, you know, dude, he was he was actually Martin. so clutch. I love Carlos Santana, but dude, uh, yeah, Leonardo Martin, Carlos Santana. Leonis Martin might be uh, some sort of like veteran signing that um, is uh, is more of like a leadership type role, or maybe they see something in his bat that uh, could come back. Um, it's it's always interesting when teams uh, re-sign somebody years later. Like, okay, so you're not doing so hot anymore, but like when we had you, you were like this kind of player. Like maybe they think they can bring that back a little bit. Uh, it's it's hard to say, but not really a not really a, a splash in the uh, free agent market or anything like that. But you know, we, yeah, we got wild, our guy wildly underreported. Yeah, wildly. <laughs> no baseball writer picked it up, which is just Super honestly weird. Embar- embarrassing for just the whole league. Um, Even yeah, bigger I mean, news was Dylan Moore uh, being signed. Actually, Dylan Moore was like a way bigger splash. And uh, Leonis Martin, not not really surprising. Um, Dude, has Leonis Martin not been? <laughs> Dude, I'm laughing uh, because ne- neither of us caught caught this before don't we started it. talking about Leonis Martin. Dude, he hasn't played in the MLB for three years since 2019. He's been in Japan. Oh, he said it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, Dude. Leonis Martin. I totally thought he was just on like the Rangers or something, just kind of like putting around for a couple of years. But this <laughs> this guy has not even been in the major leagues. He played. He's played in Japan for literally since 2018. Really, he played putting for Cleveland. He played. <laughs> putting a negative <laughs> war in Japan. <laughs> Shout out to our Japan king, Leonis Martin. Negative war. Oh man, what a savage playing that guy with. Is. Uh, MLB greats like Yoenis Cespedes and Deho Lee. Uh, Giannis Cespedes, Deho Lee, and uh, probably uh, Yasiel Puig. Dude, I'm I guessing. was going to say Yasiel Puig was, was my other one. <laughs> what what yeah, happened to dude, people like that? Poor... It's so weird to see like Yoenis Cespedes, uh, Yas- Yasiel Puig, like just kind of out of nowhere, but... Dude, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on Yasuo Puig because that everybody hated Yasuo Puig, and admittedly, he was a major shithead for multiple years with the Dodgers, and then got traded to the Reds, and you know the story kind of like broke after that. But dude, he was fun as hell to watch, even for the short little bit that he was yeah. in the league. Like, dude, what, he was, he was fun a psychopath on the field, like a hundred percent. Dude, Jerry, you know what Jerry saw? I'm looking at baseball reference and just looking at, like, what could possibly make you want to sign Leonis Martin? Jerry is just going back to 2017 and be like, remember when he hit 306 <laughs> six in 2017? Like, we when need some of that. Sick. Yeah. We we need some of that. What, in the six major. years it's ago? Like, you guys remember that? Dude, poor guy now is 35 years old, and he just came off a year where he hit 163 in japan and jerry's like hey hey oh boy we need we need your services we need them um yeah so safe to say leonis martin is probably not going to make <laughs> the opening day roster or any roster i wouldn't be surprised if leonis martin went back to japan or uh wherever they are paying him handsomely to still swing a bat but um yes, yeah, uh, if you didn't get chills hearing the signing of Leonis Martin, you're probably not alone. Probably not alone. 
Um, Moving on to spring training. Uh, spring training, obviously, pitchers and catchers report uh, tomorrow once this podcast is out. Um, anything you are excited for, Mitch, with spring training starting? Um, obviously, the Super Bowl was on Sunday. Um, but, you know, anything you're pumped or excited about for spring training? It's baseball time, baby. It's it's yeah. our time to shine. Uh, Dude, I tweeted that out yesterday. Like as soon as as soon as the final whistle blows on the Super Bowl, yep. all I can think about is like baseball dude, balls with laces baseball. are flying. Like <laughs> you do, Robbie Ray is grunting. You mm-hmm. you have you just have baseball flying. You dude, have I wanna, George I Kirby my... throwing ninety seven. You have Marco oh. throwing a sweet eighty six mile an hour bullpen. Like baseball mm. is in the air. Sweet music. Mm. Uh. Yeah, dude i I want to see the fucking I want to see the boys out there doing their victory dance on the field. Like, yeah, I just I want some vibes. That's all I want. I just want spring training. I want some baseball, and I want it now. Dude, you said that Leonis Martin was a vibe vibe signing. Like, mm-hmm. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> we need <laughs> because it. it it is really reminding me of like a a Toro. Like, I woke up in the middle of the night and we needed to sign this guy. Uh, that is kind of reminding. Yeah, the me of vibes that. are immaculate. We need to keep them up. Absolutely immaculate. Uh, if the if really we needed a vibe signing, we should have gone after Nelson Cruz. Like he would have been great for I, our. Uh, I would have. Our loved clubhouse would have been on fire, dude. A oh DH Nelson Cruz signing would have been so sick. To, really, any DH signing other than AJ Pollock would have been really nice. You don't now like that we're that? thinking of it. Yeah, well, it's not, that's AJ not Pollock. your first on the list. I like him against one side of the mound, and that's mm, about that's about it. Unfortunately, uh, Mitch, take us home and uh, let's uh, do some this or that. We're going to do a new Ooh. segment. So we we did over unders last couple of weeks, but uh, take sure. us into a new segment called this or that. A bit of this or that, where you pick one or the other. Pretty simple, um, and uh, just really based off which is more likely. So first one. An opening day player gets traded before the deadline, or Depoto makes another big trade before the season starts. Ooh. Oh man, I'm going to say an uh, opening day player gets traded before the deadline. Personally, I don't think that okay. Jerry has enough trades in him. Um, I think his his dealer is a little light on shrooms. Uh, here in <laughs> Arizona is admittedly not probably the place to get what he needs and so yeah um yeah i'm gonna say an opening day player probably gets traded at the deadline uh also just by like legitimate logic i think that our farm system is pretty light on prospects and it's only natural if we need to go out and get a reliever or make a playoff push it's only likely that an opening day player is probably going to be packaged in with you know a low level player uh in our farm system to keep our farm system you know anywhere near you know having three players in the top 100 is not great and our farm Mm -hmm. system being ranked you know bottom half of the league is not great so yeah i i would say that i i don't know if i'm trying to think of like what we would even trade for before opening day and i can't really find that that trade so i don't nothing really comes to mind other than us trying to like do something you know mental gymnastics and trying to get like a corner outfielder but i don't think we even have the capital for that so you know yeah what's your what's your thoughts the only thing i can see at this point is some sort of just weird kyle lewis trade where we you know it doesn't really do much. We don't really get anything anything for it. Um, like you said, I think all the pieces are there that Jerry kind of wants, and we're in a wait and see style of uh, of. Um, I'll put this in management. the old tickler file. The only guy I can see being traded for opening day, <clears throat> and I, I'll give you two, but it really is the same scenario: is Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez. I can see those two finding a home somewhere mm-hmm. else once you know spring training comes about. We figure out, you know, did Marco gain eight miles an hour on his fastball, or did Chris <laughs> Flexen like gain a couple ticks? Like, um, yeah, mm-hmm. once that's kind of settled, I can see them being like, "Hey, we really don't have any need for." one of them um and especially if uh bryce miller makes an impression uh you know early on i can definitely see see them like get left without a chair when the music stops 
Yeah. So that that that's yeah, where I'm, my my head goes. The the only place my head goes. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. I think uh I think a big trade is a little uh a little too far fetched for me. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say I'm going to say he he trades an opening day player at the deadline. Um I don't know who it would be or what the situation would be uh anything like that. I just think it's more likely than making a trade before uh, the season starts. I mean, they, they did it last year, but like, I, yeah, I can't really see it right now. I can say this. If we're making a ton of trades at the deadline that are not for like going for it by the playoffs, like we're in trouble. Oh that yeah. Means that, like that means that we're in like, I wouldn't say rebuild mode, but that means we're in like, uh Oh, this is not working mode. Like, yeah, yeah. Ty, you can only... Ty Francis hit Ty Francis regresses further. JP regresses Oof. further. You know, like we're offloading some capital to get, prospects in our farm system you know jared kelnick's not working out you know so although i say that's the most like not that scenario but although i say getting somebody traded at the deadline is most likely that it makes the opening day roster i don't really want that to happen because that no, does not no, of course not unless it's like some for some relievers like if we're trading making some trades at the deadline it means we're fire sailing like i can <laughs> see depoto like yeah yeah not good yeah all right, next one. Uh, Robbie Ray gets top three in Cy Young voting, or four Mariners players make the All Star game. Ooh, you know what? I'm high on Robbie Ray this year. I think that oh shit, he, he I, I think I only because everybody else hates him so much. <laughs> like I have no, I have no evidence. Oh, so you're a contrarian? Well. Okay, yes. I like I, I only can think that everybody hates him so much, including myself, that it's like maybe I am too low on this guy now. Like yeah. he did, after all, win a Cy Young. He did have like a sub four ERA uh, last year, so I'm high on him, but I'm not that high. On him. <laughs> so like I don't think he's going to be like vying for another Cy Young, although. If I'm wrong, I'd love to be wrong about this. And I love putting myself mm-hmm. in scenarios where emotionally I can lose and still win. Um, but I think four, it's easy to say that four players would make the all star game. You know, I, if I'm looking at the roster right now, I can definitely see like a scenario where Julio, France, Luis Castillo, and Kirby easily make an all star mm-hmm. appearance. And, uh, you know, uh, at least you know, as a reserve. Say, you know, yeah, and and you know, you can interchange some of those. Like if France doesn't have a good first half, then Cal Raleigh maybe has that good first half, or maybe Teo Oscar Hernandez plays really well, or Colton Wong plays well and gets gets themselves a bid. But we're also hosting this year, and as people know, you know, for ratings and things like that, they always put you know more than more home team players than they should. Yeah, I mean, I think our 2001 team had like literally nine players. <laughs> In the all-star game like just an absurd amount although i mean that was one of the greatest teams of all time winning 116 yeah. games do i think that nine players should have made the all-star game i mean that was during a year where you know barry bonds and you know those guys were just going off so mm-hmm. yeah hard to say but i mean yeah I, I can definitely see four for sure i think that we've been snubbed actually the past few years in the all-star game so you're going with that yeah i'm going with that okay uh I actually think this is a really tough one because I feel like Robbie is like one pitch away from becoming like a a Cy Young candidate again. If you look at his stats with like his fastball and his slider, he's completely disgusting. Like one of the one of the best pitchers, and then you look at his sinker and he just gets absolutely throttled, and people uh they just. They're really just looking for that every at bat. Um, so I think if he figures that out, like he's he's perfectly fine and honestly could be in top three for Cy Young like almost easily. But then I look at the flip side, uh, Cal Raleigh, possible, uh, you know, reserve catcher. Um, if Luis Is it Castillo. Taste of this? I can I can see four starting pitchers making the All Star game. Damn, like an Andres Munoz, uh, yeah, like George Kirby, no, Luis Castillo. Literally, I can see four starting pitchers. Like I can literally mm. see Luis Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, and Robbie God, Ray crazy. making the All Star game. Like that would be insane, but it's like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Like if it, Robbie Ray plays not. a little bit better, better 
Gilbert kind of comes onto the scene and Kirby is exactly what we think he is with Castillo having the exact same year as he did last year. I mean, it's not it's, out of the realm of possibility to be like, hey. It, yeah, it's it's definitely possible. It's definitely highly optimistic uh, when you're looking at some of that. Uh, just because, like, all-star pitchers are, like, 1.7 ERA, 2.1 ERA type pitchers where, like, you have to be the best pitcher uh like possible for that slot it's you got to be so good uh to do something like that so i think it's a bit more likely somebody like cal raleigh maybe if he has a good start to the season i'd i'd love to see him out there julio rodriguez is almost a, a sure fit um luis castillo is i want to say pretty likely uh for an all-star spot and for my fourth Maybe somebody like Ty France. It, it's like in between Ty France or like a George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Andres Munoz. Like there's there's a lot of pieces that can fit if they have a really good start to the season. Uh, it's just about getting that ball rolling early for something like that. So I think I'm going to go with that. going to go with the uh, four Mariners players make the All-Star game. All right, next one. Uh, Mariners getting a brawl or a Mariners pitcher throws a no-hitter. Oh, man, I'm going to go with that just because I think just what I said, like the starting pitching is insane. And (laughs) I don't think we have a Jesse Winker type instigator on our team, (laughs) which may or may not be a bad thing. But man, with the starting pitching we have, dude, I can see Kirby rolling out a no hitter anytime now. Like he's just straight filthy. And when he's on he fills up the zone so much where he can do it efficiently. So he's going to be out there for the eighth, ninth inning. So I'm going to say no hitter uh, before a brawl. So I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to say no hitter. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is the best uh, pitching staff we've had in God knows how long. These these pitchers are filthy. Any any one of them can go out there and do it. Um, minus Marco Gonzalez to be honest, but but anyone else dude, can Mar- go out there. Marco it. slaps us with a no hitter, like in mid August or well, something it, like that. Imagine like a, like a, uh, what do they call it? Where they have like multiple pitchers. I forget. Um, like a Marco Andres Munoz, Diego Castillo. Oh, like, a, like, like a combined no hitter. Yeah. Combined like that. no hitter. Yeah. Yeah, Paul yeah. yeah, dude. I'd love mm-hmm. to see something like that. Dude, with Marco. I, dude, I hate combined no hitters. They be do. Like, they I, do suck. It's, it's, I do like, not uh, respect them at all. Like, dude, it's I, new I MLB no hitters. I, I don't, I don't like it. You know, if a pitcher's pitching a no hitter, I don't care if he's at 130 pitches, you keep throwing him out there. Totally agree. He can be at 160 pitches. Like he's yeah, still absolutely. like that's that's his fault for walking people. So like, <laughs> try yeah, his ass out there. And yeah, try he's to go for fouled it. Like, off. He, like, <laughs> Jesus, make dude, it clean. All, all, jo- all jokes aside, dude, you'd have to actually kill me before I l- would leave a game in a no hitter situation. Yeah, I don't give I'm, a shit dude, how many. There's enough ibuprofen out there to like be able to go out. A hundred percent. What I mean. Yeah, there there is pretty strong milligram <coughs> ibuprofen out there, and whatever yes, they gave am... Patrick Mahomes in the third quarter of the Super Bowl yesterday, you know, like give, give that to you know one of the pitchers. Yeah, All right, whatever uh... the refs gave Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, <laughs> give them that. <laughs> All right, Emerson Hancock gets called up first, or Bryce Miller. Oh man, I feel like. I'm going to say that because Bryce Miller has so much hype behind him. And I think Emerson Hancock, he honestly dropped out of the top 100 prospect list. And so it's kind of concerning me, not just that he's going to make the MLB roster this year. It's concerning me that he's not as good of a prospect that we actually hoped for. Um, Mm. And I think that's evidenced by him not being included in any trade packages. I think that either DePoto wanted him very badly and it's a good sign, but I'm kind of going the opposite direction. Now that he's dropping out of prospect list, I almost think that teams didn't want Hancock after doing some, um, more investigating on some of the things that he was doing on the field. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope that Hancock is just as good as Bryce Miller. And honestly, we can fill up a rotation that looks just absolutely filthy for the next Mm -hmm. 15 years with, you know, Gilbert Kirby, Bryce Miller, and uh, Hancock, and then Luis Castillo just at the front end of it. I mean, that would be pretty sick. Um, 
and it gives us insurance if Gilbert or Kirby walk in the next like contracts. So yeah, I think uh, you know that's far away, but it's still something to think about. I think that it gives Mariners leverage if we can have some depth there. And of course, like injuries are a thing, and I always have to remind people every single podcast, but it's uh, injuries are a thing. So it's always nice to have some depth that is not named Marco Gonzalez or Chris Flexen. So uh, I'm going to say that though. I think Bryce Miller has a lot of hype behind him. I agree. I, I think it's I think it's got to be Bryce Miller. I think Emerson Hancock isn't completely out of the cards or anything, but uh, Bryce Miller, especially this off season, I feel like people have been really talking him up like post uh postseason. Um just kinda like, okay, looking at the stats, looking at how the Mariners are like kinda uh training some of these pitchers in like triple A and stuff like that, how they're dealing with it. I remember there was like one post, I think from the Seattle Mariners like main account of like uh Bryce Miller uh practicing or something like with like a new pitch and stuff like that. So it's it seems more likely that it's going to be Bryce Miller. Um, but, you know, whoever comes up next year, whoever uh, helps us win some games, you know, that'll be cool to see. I, I love seeing prospects come up. So Yeah, either either one of them would be so fun to watch yeah. in the MLB. Like, I think both of them are, are uh, primed to do some, some cool things. I just hope Hancock is as good as we think he is. And Bryce Miller, it sounds like he's better than advertised. So we'll see. Yeah, he yeah he really just came out of nowhere. Like Bryce but Miller, guys, I don't think it, was super high. If people remember, Julio Rodriguez didn't really show up on a prospect list. Like he was way behind um, Kelnick for many many prospect lists. And look how that's mm-hmm. turned. I mean, yeah, dude. Julio's now got a AL Rookie of the Year under his belt, and Kelnick can't even find footing in left field in a platoon that includes AJ Pollock and Tramel. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Julio used so, to be slow for people who don't know. Like Julio used <laughs> to be a slow player, like yeah, crazy, and now he's stealing twenty plus bags a <laughs> year. So it's it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. All right, and uh, Any, that's it for that. Cool. Uh, I like it. This or that. That's a new segment uh, from Tried and True, but that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, We are going to have, again, multiple posts on our sub stack, and also uh, we are going to do some Twitter spaces here. I did one uh, last week for everybody to chime into spring training. Uh, We also do a Monday mailbag if you ever want your questions answered on live on the podcast. Um, But make sure you go subscribe to the tridenttrue.substack.com and uh, stay up to date on all the latest Trident True updates. Other than that, we will see you guys on Twitter and otherwise, but we'll see you next week.